Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everyone. This is John Roca, the producer for Collider Heroes. Support for Collider Heroes comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Hey, look. One of the things you learn as you get older as a man is that sometimes shaving down there, you got to get it done. You're with a significant other who has some issues with you shaving that jungle down there. You got to get it done. And, you know, you when you try it out the first time, you want to make sure you've got the right equipment so it cuts down on cuts and bleeding. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. That's I'm being honest with you. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts for god's sakes get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code heroes at manscaped.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code heroes at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code heroes Stay little chico pitbull mr 305 better said mr worldwide and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast from negative to positive Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. We've got big old bat casting news. We're going to talk all about it. 
and flippin' Smallville is in fact coming to the Crisis on Infinite Earths. It kinda had to, but we didn't really know they were gonna make it work. Cake eating it too? I think that's what we're doing. I am so excited for DC <laughs> TV. all of the cake. Film, Crisis on Everything. I'm so excited. This is Collider Heroes. It is episode 324. We are almost done with the John Romita Jr. saga when he was drawing on X-Men. We're about to get into some new stuff, but for now, it's great stuff, and we've got Iffy with us today. Hey, hey how's it going? How's Welcome it going? Good, good. I always love that Koi has that like super duper deep cut like <laughs> joke. Where it's like like three people were like, oh, I, yep, I totally get it. In like that- 16 issues, Joe Majura is going to take over. Yeah, yeah. It's going to change the whole field. I'm also counting down to 350. Yeah, it's, it's weird. really, it's Ooh. coming. It's definitely a thing. <laughs> so uh, this week we had very small news and then a giant Smallville moment. And then it was like, well, we'll find some stuff to talk about. And then last night, yeah. suddenly we got Jonah Hill and Jeffrey Wright joining the the cast of the Batman. We don't know exactly who Jonah Hill is playing. If anyone tells you otherwise, they better be Jonah Hill. We think, <laughs> we think it's the Riddler, but Calendar Man? <laughs> I did insist in advance that I would be pointing out that we love, we love, we love our Calendar Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the oldies, the radio listeners in the audience. <laughs> uh, I'm fascinated by the difficulty of making... Okay, so this was my rant right before we went live. How do you make a mystery in a superhero genre in the year 2019 when you need us to be surprised by what happens and who the bad guy is? Yeah. How do you cast this? How do you plan this? How do you keep the announcements under wraps? Uh, I I hope that Jonah Hill is playing a cool antagonist who may or may not be the ultimate villain of this movie. Yeah. Uh, We have heard that they are drawing inspiration from Long Halloween. Uh, I don't know if they're directly adapting it or not. If they are, and if he is playing a deep cut like Calendar Man, I think that would be fabulous. I think you can still do surprises, because I saw this movie this summer, and a guy popped up that was demanding pictures of Spider-Man that I didn't know was (laughs) him. Yeah. And frankly, that means you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. That should have been, like, if that leaked even this much, we all would have heard about it. Oh, yeah. So I think what they're going to do is Calendar Man is might be the Riddler. I think the Riddler might play the Calendar Man role in the Long Halloween, where you've got someone leading people through something, and he won't use dates, he'll use riddles, and it'll still be the Arkham story, it'll still be 12 villains, or more, but I don't think it's going to be tied to dates unless he is Calendar Man. But I think a Riddler kind of character in Calendar Man, they can play with each other, and Riddler, frankly, is a bit more marketable if that's what they're looking for. So I, <laughs> yeah. think, I think he might be Riddler. What do you think? Oh yeah, no, that Riddler seems like a best bet. I'm, I'm like trying to go for like those Hail Mary like, what, like, what is like some Something we won't expect. Like maybe he gets jacked again and he's like Dick Grayson. <laughs> you know, he's, he's an, this axe yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just totally like out of left field because you know, we've seen like Jonah get jacked. We've seen him like change sizes for a role. So I am truly excited and I do hope it's something exciting and not just like a reporter who's like the narrator for the movie, <laughs> or so, like Mr. Mixelpitalix. Yeah, yeah. like oh obscure, come on, he would kill it. He'd be in amazing role. as that. Uh, or Mad Hatter. Or Mad Hatter. Ooh. I don't think they're going there. I don't think but, either. But so, and I alluded to this sort of incoherently a moment ago. But we have heard a lot of discussion of Long Halloween in terms of this, and it might be that I'm reading different quotes from other folks. But are you assuming that that is likely the material for this story? Because I have been assuming that that serves as tonal inspiration in terms of it's a standalone story. Uh. You can read it by itself. It is. A like a mystery, one of the most famous like mystery stories set in the world of Batman. Oh. Do you think they are adapting it, drawing inspiration from it, or 
I want to like leapfrog that idea and kind of pitch a greater just uh, big picture thing. And I think that's something that DC can do to set itself apart. If instead of, you know, building this huge universe like the MCU is doing and going like your one off stories, like we're like, we're going to have, you know, three different Batman movies every few years and they're going to be different Batmans. We're Mm going to have we're going to shoot all star Superman. You're going to see these like one off DC stories that are going to be standalone movies and kind of like explore the mythos of superheroes in a different way instead of building this long drawn out because like it's going to be funny uh seeing like i mean i feel like they'll be able to pull it off but it's, it is going to be funny seeing marvel trying to make magic happen twice where it's like we've seen the formula that has built the fate the first kind of i guess the infinity saga mm-hmm. so what are we going to do from here on that's going to like keep us guessing and exciting so right. you're suggesting like a james bond approach where yes. you've got batman Ooh. for a certain amount of time and then you've got the Batman oh, continues see, with a new Koi just put the button the, the cherry on the top <laughs> to really Daniel like Craig, do that you the your boom Brosnan, you got yes. your Idris Elba Can you, and it's uh, like there's always an M there's always a Q yeah, but it's open right. to different movies versions of like that, is that the same M is that the same Q like, I'm not mad at that at there all it is, yeah, and yeah. then you get your Nightwing movie that doesn't have to relate because yeah. we need a Nightwing movie you get oh, your Batwoman movie that doesn't have to relate because we need a Batwoman movie yeah. you can have your Bat family and eat it too I'm going to use that metaphor a lot today apparently because I like cake weirdly that is the approach like, if you, broad view of history, not that broad because it's less than 100 years, but, like, uh, if you look at TV, that is what DC has successfully mm-hmm. done, more or less by accident. Oh, yeah. But they, they launch new versions of the characters, like, now that we've got 90s Flash and modern Flash, and we can bring that stuff in and have fun with it. We've got Superman, Superboy, the old Superboy, Superman, Lois, and Clark, all this other stuff, like, mulling together into, this will come later, lots and lots of yeah, crisis I was going to say, uh, speaking of TV, we did get breaking news right before that we were getting a certain spinoff. We're going to talk about that in a second. So I want to make sure we cover Jonah Hill, but there is a TV spinoff we got to talk about. Yeah. I admittedly was going to open the show there, but got real excited to talk about Jonah Hill because I'm excited. Uh, can we talk about Jeffrey Wright? Oh, yes, we can. Uh, oh. Commissioner Gordon needs to be smart, poised, have screen presence to stand next to a guy in a bat suit and not be overshadowed, and carry his own in scenes without the Batman, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. So my favorite, co- uh, gosh, I... I hadn't planned on doing this, so I didn't look up who said it. Someone very funny on Twitter, I am not the originator of this, says that he has the most important quality you need in Commissioner Gordon, which is to look really tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like a dig, but it's actually a huge yeah, compliment because he's got that energy yeah, yeah. or can bring it for this, yeah. and I think it's going to be fabulous. Tired oh, yeah. bravado energy. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm just so excited. These two castings got me, like, super just hype for what they're going to do because it's always, you know, I'm I'm over the, like, being mad about the nuances of the casting and that it doesn't look exactly like we pictured it or in the comics and more so getting excited because you know people like to forget now that everyone says he's the greatest Joker but when Heath Ledger was announced people were hating hard and now it's like everyone's favorite Joker so ever since then for me it's been like oh I'm excited to see what you do and these aren't like just these two no names these are two established actors who we know will bring it and I feel like who also we're at a stage Luckily, with superhero movies where, like, actors will go on board and give the source material the respect it needs. We're, yeah. we're far along from the Tim Burton era where we don't <laughs> read it and we just somehow do pretty okay. 
<laughs> what excited me most about this was the fact that if we do do the Riddler, then it gives us a chance because we're out of the phase of Jim Carrey just being like, yeah, yeah. and we can actually have a, the Riddler's nuance. The Riddler's yeah. intelligent. The Riddler outsmarts Batman, the world's greatest detective. Yeah. And we keep hearing this is going to be a detective story. What better foil for a detective than someone smarter than him with oh, Riddles? Oh, yes. So I love the idea that Jonah Hill can play like a narcissistic egoist. Yeah. You kind of play the Mark Zuckerberg side. You play, you make a social network commentary Ooh. through a smart Jonah Hill joker that's biding his time, that's playing it close to the vest. And you make, I mean, what what I think they were trying to do with the, the Max Landis Lex Luthor is make this insane person that's yeah. like trying to handle his own ego and narcissism yeah. and funnel it into someone that's outsmarting the smartest detective oh, yeah. alive. And I think Jonah Hill, after Wolf of Wall Street, after War Dogs, after all these roles, after directing mid-90s, <laughs> we've seen what the guy can do. And I think this big of a property, I'd love to see him play something that intelligent, that cunning, that and the Riddler can be that now because it couldn't in 97. Yeah. So it's exciting. Ooh. I'm just excited we're talking about character actors for Batman movies. Like, I, I know that that... I I am excited, as you said, these two announcements paired together just have a wonderful sort of energy for the movie. I don't know how to describe that, but, like, when you look at, like, Matt Reeves, what interests him about the character? What is he bringing to the table? What kind of story does he want to tell? Really, all we have to go on with announcements like this is, okay, what kind of net is he casting? Mm -hmm. And he is casting an interesting, fun net with cool, subtle characters, actors uh, in... in roles that I hope they will be wonderful in. I'm never going to mind if it ends up stylized with some heightened, like, a little bit over the top for Riddler. Right. Uh, but I think that Jonah Hill can do both. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Like, over the top. I hope he has a bowler hat at some point. Like, yeah, I hope yeah, they, yeah. It's still the Riddler. If there's yeah. no question marks, he ain't the Riddler. It's not the Riddler. It's the yeah. guy asking questions. He's yeah, yeah. the question, which is another character. <laughs> a different character <laughs> that he would do a really interesting that take That would be on. very interesting. Anyway, these two choices, uh, we don't have confirmation on who Jonah Hill is playing. I think we have all but we confirmation. We technically don't have confirmation that he's in the movie, but yeah, I, suppose he's in talks we'll mm. find out and I love even if he is Car Calendar Man I think he'd do an incredible job like I can see the Tim Sale choice of Calendar Man on Jonah Hill's face that's very exciting I will say a hearty recommendation if you haven't read it for Batman The Long Halloween which was a mini series or maxi series by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale which is a great standalone Batman mystery story which they may or may not be using as material for you can read film. Batman Year One and go right into Long Halloween and have a good Batman mythos if you've never read Batman somehow Ooh. that is a you can definitely dive in that way now these are heroes and villains these characters we have cast. And today's episode is brought to you by Heroes and Villains. They gave us these rad shirts to show you guys. And you can get your own on their website. Check them out. They are uh, taking care of us. They have awesome merch. We'll talk about them more in a minute. But I wanted to give them some love because they're making this episode happen. But Speaking of heroes. And some villains. Because they need them <laughs> for the show to work. A new show is spinning out of Arrow. I, you are very excited about it. We talked about I it earlier. Am. I am excited about this. We had heard rumors that there might be a new show spinning out of the Arrowverse, and as of today, we have some info on that. The Canaries, mm. uh, the assembled Canaries of the Arrowverse, uh, may be getting their own show, which will be sort of soft piloted out of crisis this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, nice. So these three lovely ladies, Catherine McNamara, Katie Cassidy, and Juliana Harkavy uh, are all, in theory, attached to this, which will have some of the same like EPs as Arrow, um, and I think this is great. Because they have spent so much time developing this incredible supporting cast. Uh, yes, absolutely. Bring it on. And is this, I'm going to get the comic uh, comic aficionados on this. Is this Birds of Prey or no? What, what is the Birds of Prey team? So it's, it's Birds of Prey-esque to me. Okay. In it's terms it's a similar of, in tone, not in cast. Okay. Arrow me. has done just their own thing with okay. the like canary mythology. They've okay. sort of divided her up into different versions that have then like become awesome and split off and gone to Legends of Tomorrow. And it's very much... <laughs> 
Like, it's drawing on the DNA of a lot of stuff, so okay. you'll recognize a lot of names and code names, but it's all super remixed. But it is grounded in the mythology they have built, which is why for, it doesn't, like, make me mad as a comic fan, where I was I like, mean, you're doing your spinoff of your show that you made. That's the one thing that I will give about the DC TV universe, that take it or leave it, is, like, I feel like the T- DC TV universe, and this is going to shake the table a bit, but <laughs> is the, I feel like the closest... Uh, in spirit to comics than any other media that has been closer than the M- MCU closer. Cause I feel like the MCU is recreating where like the idea of comics is like, okay, we're going to take some elements and then we're going to create a new canon. Like, I love that. yeah, like, like, and I think that DC TV universe has done that successfully and built out a strong fan base that they're like, we rock with this. A so, comic writer takes a character, yeah, makes his own thing. Exactly. The DC universe takes known characters, makes a recreation of their own exactly. thing. Exactly. And Greg Berlanti is the, you know, the maestro it, making it all happen. Totally. Cause I love that. And it does know? have a lot more in common. It has more in common with comics in that rarely as with the MCU is one creative so strongly yes. exerting an influence for better and for worse. And for interesting, the CW shows are a very comics model in terms of you need a bunch of teams all working Working mm-hmm, at once, mm-hmm. you're going to see what works and what fails and what gets canceled and what gets subject to forces you can't control and switches networks. But out of it, you're going to make this interconnected multi-year universe, which yeah. is incredibly comic booky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Supergirl is like, you know, the character goes from Image to Marvel and you've got yeah. your different showrunners that are running the books and you've got yeah. your Alex Alonzo slash Casada. Who's editor-in-chief right now? C.B. Zabolski. Um, that's, that's your yeah. Berlanti. Uh, so I, I love that a take. Yeah. Uh, and I think this show is a great way to have the supporting cast of Arrow decide where they go because... It's a show that's run forever, and all those characters love playing those characters. And if certain actors leave, it's a bummer they just don't have jobs. So from yeah. an acting standpoint, it's like, oh, you get to keep working as this role you oh, love. Oh, yeah. Please carry on. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I don't know uh, the cast that well. I've met Kat McNamara a couple times. She is so smart and awesome and lovely. So I love when a character goes from guest I'm star. I'm so happy to know that. She's that's so, delightful. She's so well-read. Every time we talk, we talk about books. Uh, yeah. We talk about, like, I, I recommended she read The Dude and the Zen Master, and then we talked about, like, Zen and Buddhism. and all. She's rad. Kat McNamara, you're great. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad she went from guest star to series lead to now she's getting a show with a team because I love when actors are invested in a role and it doesn't have to end even if the show does. Yeah. Because we live in glorious times where even a show ending isn't the end of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm so happy for everyone on the show. Heck yeah. I think it's going to be good. Now, without comics, these things can't exist. So this week, we got some sweet comics to talk about on the poll list. We first absolutely off. do. What's first, Coy? I gotta say, I gotta say, Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> number 30. Look at that cover. Look at that Ryan Otley Carnage cover. Nick Spencer and Och. I can't wait to talk about that book. <laughs> Next up, it had to be here. You had to know this was coming. New Mutants War Children, Chris Claremont and Bill Friggensinkevich are back for a New Mutants one-shot. It is a must-buy. Are you kidding? Something happened, and I'm going to own it. I had never read Deadly Class until the show. The show made me read the book. I am now caught up on the comic, and it's been on hiatus. I read it to 39. This is my first new Deadly Class. Had to make the cut. Deadly Aww. Class number 40. Strike Force number one is the, I don't want you to miss this because that title doesn't tell you what's going on. It does not tell you that you're getting Blade, Angela, Spider-Woman, Wiccan from the Young Avengers, the Winter Soldier, Monica Rambeau, and Damian Hellstrom. Now you want to read it, don't you? 
they should, they're just making the best Avengers teams ever. And we also have Action Comics number 1015. That's right, you heard me. 1015 is the number. And Naomi, one of my favorite new characters. <laughs> Naomi 1 through 6 jumps right into Action Comics 1015. Naomi is in the DC Universe now. I cannot wait to see her act with Superman. All the craziness. This week's comics are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> anything jump out at you from that list? Oh, uh, man. Probably uh, the new Action Comics because someone was already telling me, they're like, you know, there's a hero named Naomi. Uh, <laughs> just like your daughter, you should. Uh, get her to read it. I'm like, all right, well, first she has to learn how to read. Uh, Priorities. <laughs> yeah. I learned, man. Yeah, yeah. That's Todd McFarlane's Torment. I should not have been reading, but I yeah. learned with. But, yeah. I learned Ford <laughs> Eviscerating before I learned Fire Truck. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I Terrified. It. It's like, oh, man. I know. It was but, always my joke. You can spot the comic book readers because they're only third graders who know what nigh invulnerable means. Yeah, yeah. Like, I oh, did, man. admittedly, since the English language doesn't make sense, I thought it was Battle Ravaged for years. Whenever I, mean, <laughs> I see the toy, oh, yeah. Ravaged. Yeah. 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 I'm the same way where if, if I've read it and not said it, oh, then I'm not going to say it right. Dude, uh, Dr. Strange, I was just taking notes. I was yeah, like, what are these words I've never heard out loud? <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is right. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this week's books are nuts. Are you reading anything separate, like right now? Uh, no, you know, just slowly uh, making my way through. I, I'm So I just uh, moved, so I'm finally playing catch-up, reading through Saga. I, I'm way behind, but I need yes. to get into this uh, House of X. Is that the new way? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to... I'm tumbling into that, but every, every, the the way it's been described is uh, there's some new reigns behind a lot of the X stories, and they're just retconning and remolding everything. And I was like, I need to get in. You, on this you will not be able to look away. Okay. Uh, speaking of which, that's the unspoken entry on this week's <laughs> list. Obviously, we're getting whichever one of Hox and Pox comes whichever out. Whichever one. Always assumed it's there because <laughs> it's always worth pulling. It's always incredible. Now, all of these things are mentioned in a certain show. Uh, <laughs> I take people comic book shopping, and uh, we might have done that recently. We've got some, some glory to show you. I'm Coy Jondro here at Golden Apple Comics in the heart of Hollywood with Kevin Smith himself. Oh my Look. God, that's striking. Look at what I could do with a camera. She's like, it's a movie. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> He's an angel. We can do anything we want. Anyone that knows this man's work knows the best place to be with him is in a comic book store. I am so excited. We're about to do some Sweet Sweet Comic Book Shopping. You ready? I'm ready to spend. That was me, comic book shopping with Kevin Tiberius Smith. I don't know if that's his middle name, but it is now. Kevin Smith, you guys! This it is Koi trying so hard to seem serious. Just to keep it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can be excited. Kevin Smith it's and exciting. I went comic book shopping. We talked Saga. We talked Hox Pox. Ooh. We talked all sorts of... It was the perfect tie-in, all the things yeah, you're yeah. about to be diving into. Uh, Kevin Smith, so lovely, and uh, hadn't read comics in a bit, so I got to show him some new stuff, and it was an actual honor. It was like being knighted. Like, the, 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 the sweaty... Man who made mall rats then had me show. I got to Brody Bruce, Kevin Smith, guys, game changer. <laughs> and you may notice in that clip, I was wearing another one of these dope shirts. <laughs> Heroes and villains put on some sweet, sweet threads for my comic book shopping. And you, dear viewer, can go to Heroes and Villains and get a discount of 15% by using the code HEROES15. That's HEROES15 to get 15% off so much stuff. 
Honestly, the shirts are great. They're super comfy and beautiful, and I'm and they're good quality. Yeah. And I gotta say, pop culture shirts sometimes not so much. Oh yeah, I'm not I afraid to wash this. Yeah, I mean, time. I mean, all my wrestling heads now those thick WWE shirts uh, <laughs> that just you can fight off zombies with those things. Like those are like if you know when it's like you're, a canvas. Yeah, when you in play, the days like, when they didn't make a shirt that wasn't like fully pajamas shirt size for oh, me, yeah. where I was like, all right, cool. Uh, hey, it fits. What a, yeah. what an idea. <laughs> It's either canvas that feels like Kevlar or it's that material you're like, I have to turn this inside out just to be sure every time. Like, yeah, I, like can I even wear it regular? But these guys are the opposite. They're comfy. The prints are great. And I like that they're creative. It doesn't feel like a every cover you've ever seen. It's actually like a blend of merch and the yeah. retro throwbacks. It's rad. They're a great company. Check them out. Heroes 15 is the code for 15% off. And that brings us to probably my favorite news story in TV we've ever reported on. The show that I think went from Spider-Man, the animated series, Batman, the animated series, for a long time, I was like, what's going to replace the X-Men-sized hole in my heart? And then somebody saved me. Tom Welling and Erica Durance are coming to crisis. Smallville is back in a big way with my Lois and Clark. You heard me. I'm very excited about this. This is, it's so sweet just to hear the emotion in your voice. It Honestly, it's wonderful yeah. news. We had all hoped something like this might happen. They teased us with the music last year in the Crisis crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wouldn't be, as Mark Guggenheim, one of the EPs on Arrow said, it, they, this, cri- this crossover wouldn't exist without that show having existed and paved the way for the yeah. Arrowverse. Yeah. So he was oh, like, yeah. we couldn't have it without them, so we had to have them, so we have them. Oh, yeah. No, this, it was, uh, it's, it's one phenomenal segue into the Somebody <laughs> Save Me. I was like at a restaurant and that song came on and I was like, huh, I've, that's the Smallville thing song. Like, you can't just play just that. Normally. that casually? Yeah. But it's, it's crazy because, you know, uh, us 90s kids, like Smallville was such a big part of life that of our life. Like it was running pretty much all through our like high school years. Yeah. And, and it was, so formative. Yeah, it was. It, so it is crazy that they kind of did pave the way, you know, uh, and they they nailed it because what did we have? Was it Mutant X that came and went? Generation uh, X. Generation. Both was that of right those before? Things oh yeah, Generation <laughs> X was right before. Mutant X was during. Yeah, I remember Mutant X, and we tried, but nothing can really was really nailing it quite like uh, Smallville. Because CW has really captured a lot of the greatest hits of Smallville, but Smallville had to pave the way and do a lot of these things, and it really had the tone of comics are soap operas in a lot of ways, and it really captured a soap opera without feeling like a soap opera. Yeah. And the casting was great. The guest stars were great. We got to see our first Justice League effectively. We had my boy from This Is Us on the <laughs> show before he was This Is Us-ing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy, she was on this uh, for two episodes of Livewire before I knew her. Now she's Nora Allen. I love the CW family. And the show, it broke so many molds. And it, it, we wouldn't have TV today in superhero culture without Smallville. A ton of the DC characters we love made their first appearances in that show. It's a huge part of superhero film history. We had Erica Durant back already in the family, uh, but this was just, it was so neat this week. We yeah. did hear Michael Rosenbaum won't be joining. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't make that work out. But uh, I think getting Lois and Clark for this yeah. is going to be so cool. I know. That's going to be wild seeing them back at it again. So do we think he's going to be wearing a super suit or a leather jacket with an ass on <laughs> I think that red canvas jacket with a yeah. blue shirt. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't yeah. even gotten to the leather yeah, in this yeah, crisis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I had to guess, I'm probably no costume. What do you think? Uh, I would bet no costume because I think that'll separate him from where we've got with Arrow. I oh. think. <laughs> I mean, look, I want John Rosa, you know I 
want to see him in costume. You I know, was, I, I want that. I'm just setting myself up. There was no peripheral vision, and I felt it. Like, yeah. it wasn't even, it was a oh. visual. There was the power. Yeah. Armor in X-Men as a smaller radiation than John Roker with a non-costume Tom Welling is mentioned. Oh, man. What's your vote? Yeah, I, I, I want to see him in the costume. Like, I feel like that'll be the payoff. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like Roker's saying, like, we, we never got it, so it's going to be like, we okay. We have seven frames. That. What if it's literally a single shot of him in costume and they're like, we did it, bye. And like she's in every episode being like, I'm on the phone with Superman. Yeah. He says good luck. The show picks off as he's flying off the building, like it takes off from the yeah, yeah. and then you're like, hey, we got Tom Welling on. Yeah, 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 it was great. Oh, uh, I think I think he should be in the suit, but I don't think he will be. In the oh suit. my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy. But we're going to have three Superman minimum, and we're going to have three <laughs> different ones. Like, we've got three very different characters as Superman. So it kind of works for me that he's still the young. Yeah. He's still Smallville. He's not Clark Kent. He's he's the character you refer to as Smallville, too. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, if they, like, they can mess with us so much right now? Because all you would have to do is stage a photo op where Melissa Benoist, Supergirl, is holding Tom Wellington oh. in her arm, like the oh, cover yeah. of that one issue, and we will all explode on the spot. We all exploded when we heard the sound cue. I don't yeah. even know if I could handle the Jim Starlin image before my eyes. Oh, man. And this is what you were talking about. They can only do this because they have a rich legacy to draw on. Yeah. So the moral of the story is don't let us not liking all of your attempts try things, uh, discourage you TV people. Keep trying things because yeah. then we have an entire world of tried things to draw on to make amazing crossovers. An entire giant shelf of my house to this day is those giant DVDs of Smallville. I have all ten seasons. They're very thick. I've moved them many times. So thank you, Smallville. I'm very excited for Crisis. I'm very excited for the Batman. All of the news this week has been fantastic. I'm so excited. Thanks for joining us. Now, where can they find yeah, you? Yeah, thanks. Where can they find you on the internet? Oh, well, you can find me at IffyWhityWay on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if D's on Twitch, if you like people, uh, like watching people play video games. <laughs> <laughs> and Nerdificent is fantastic. I was oh, yeah. Show, so, man. yeah. Y'all have both at this point have been on Nerdificent. Listen to Nerdificent on Tuesdays, Who Shot You on Fridays, and Candy Dinner on Mondays. Amazing. Come on. I have too many podcasts. <laughs> it's a good problem, man. Yeah, yeah. And as always, we'll be here Tuesdays, Giant Size Thursdays. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about in Giant Size, including Disney. Plus quotes, lots of comic book news, new Watchmen quotes, but until next week here, stay, stay sweaty. sweaty. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.